Fine-tuning the process, how to improve communication. Fine-tuning number one, prayer and dialogue in the session. Prayer. At the beginning of the session, I pray with the client over her questions. I suggest you do the same before you do your work. At the end of a session, we thank all of the guides and angels who gave us messages. We pray that we go forward in the correct way. Then we part. We pray for protection, to praise and thank God for the help given not only during the session, but all the time. We're also praying that the client understands the answers to the questions, because sometimes the answers can be challenging. Also, we're praying that her connection with divine guidance increases, so that after she leaves the session, she will feel uplifted, she will feel more in touch, and she will be able to follow the path that's given her, and from then on, have stronger contact on her own. Dialogue. We keep chatting to an absolute minimum. I sometimes get curious during a session, but it's crucial that I don't ask questions unless I'm guided to do so. My curiosity might lead her to give away information, which would then decrease her faith in the answers. The client has brought a written list of questions that is specific and yet doesn't give away any information. She can ask, should I buy the blue one? But she doesn't say whether the blue one is a house or a car. But the guides know exactly what she's talking about. She can say, should I break up with Kenneth? And I don't have to know anything more about Kenneth. But the guides will describe him and his behaviors so that she knows he's being properly identified, and then they'll talk about whether the couple should stay together. Sometimes the client wants to talk about Kenneth with me in the middle of a session. I have to interrupt her, usually gently, sometimes not so gently if she's done it more than once, to remind her that I'm an interpreter and it's none of my business. I don't want to know because I'm trying to do two things, transmit accurate answers and prove that the invisible world exists and wants to help us. If you inform me up front that your father was a priest and had extraordinarily high standards, then it would be far too obvious for me to say, you're a perfectionist and you complain about other people because you think they're slackers. So don't give away anything, and then I will be able to tell you what I'm hearing from your guides, and then you'll believe it so much more. It will be your reality. Fine-tuning number two, grounding. All gifts can benefit from grounding or earthing. No matter whether you're clairaudient or clairvoyant or whatever spiritual gift you have, the more earthed you are, the better you'll be able to apply your gift to help yourself and others. Grounding or earthing means you are an electrical being and you are connecting yourself to the earth, which is a much larger physical being. That helps you feel stable and present. When you are not grounded, you might feel dizzy, lightheaded, forgetful, as in not remembering information, sleepy. You might have to read something twice or three times over, or make mistakes when you type or do ordinary tasks, or put the wrong key in the lock more than once, try to put the wrong shoe on your foot. It's easy to identify when other people are not grounded. They seem distracted and don't focus on what you're saying, and they can't follow directions. Some useful ways of grounding are clapping your hands, rubbing your palms together, sitting in a chair, and rubbing your feet on the floor, taking a deep breath in and out, looking around and identifying objects in the room. Say aloud, clock, wall, cupboard, door. Being grounded means you are present. Being grounded helps you recognize that you're alive. 
Grounding always helps other gifts work better. Reiki is also grounding. If you can take a weekend course in Reiki 1, then you can learn how to do a self-treatment, which means laying your hands on each of your seven chakras in order. That aligns all of your energy and tunes you. Otherwise, place your hand on the top of your head and hold it there. That sometimes helps. Or you can put one hand on your forehead and one hand on the back of your head and hold it there, sandwiching your head between your hands. Hold them there for a minute and breathe. Calm yourself down. Bring yourself back to the present. Fine-tuning number three, meditation. Meditation is a great spiritual gift that can enhance our contact and the quality of our communication with our guides. I believe all people can meditate. Don't get stuck on the idea that meditation means bliss. It doesn't necessarily. It means accepting whatever comes into the mind and allowing it to be and flow through instead of condemning and second-guessing it. You might have heard the analogy of letting clouds pass across the sky of your mind, just letting the thoughts drift. With people who have never meditated before, I ask them to place their hand under their nose and to feel their breath exhaling onto their hand. I ask them to guess the temperature of their breath and say it out loud in any format, like 37 degrees Celsius or it's an 8 out of 10. I ask them to sit with their feet loose and their hands loose and uncrossed on their lap. Then I ask them to listen to whatever sounds they hear in the room, such as the ticking of a clock, sounds from the street, an airplane going by, or birds in the trees. They tune into those sounds for 30 seconds, not longer than that, and then they measure their breath's temperature again by breathing through their nose onto their hand. Most people say, wow, it's a little cooler. Their breath has dropped. The cooling of the breath implies that the activity of the body is slowing down and that they are less stressed. In only 30 seconds. Beginner meditators get to see a before and after picture. Taking the attention away from what's in the mind and placing it onto random sounds outside helps the body calm down. Many clients are highly evolved spiritual people. That doesn't mean that they've studied theology or that they've apprenticed to a sangoma. It means that they are sensitive people and evolved souls who perhaps choose to be incarnated at this time. That's how I see it. When I work with them on meditation, if that's one of the things their guides want to do, I can tell immediately that their minds go completely quiet. There's no static on the line. There are no images on their internal mind screen. It goes into a plain white zone. It's a joy to work with those people and also to know that they're around. It's good to know that some people have the ability to be in a state of calm anytime they want to be. We need relaxed people to deal with the pressures that the world presents.